0: Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey, Dustin Hawkins with here from Penn Live with your blue white breakdown coming off of Penn State's 31 14 win over Maryland. Uh, this podcast, looking at the Penn State defense in this game, uh, came up big when they needed to. They were down a couple bodies. They just kind of scratched and clawed and ended up playing a key role here in Penn State, getting back in the win column, following three straight losses to Iowa, Illinois, and Ohio State. Uh, no Jesse Luketta in this one for the Penn State pass rush, which I thought was a sizable absence that they had to fill. But... This Penn State defensive line, you know, not facing a juggernaut when it comes to the Maryland run game in this one. But they continue to step up to the plate, and they had to do it again short. Uh, one of their better, more experienced, more unique defenders in Jesse Luqueta. So you saw a little bit more Nick Tarburton. You had more put on the shoulders of Arnold Ebiketti in this one. Uh, P.J. Mussifer again, out for, the, out for the year coming out of that Iowa game. They had to piece together that rotation at defensive tackle, which in the long run, by the way, can benefit guys like Kaziah Izzard and Devon Ellis, getting valuable reps right now alongside Derek Tangelo, who, by the way, went down briefly with an injury against Maryland and ended up returning, Uh, but they're leaning on him heavily, the Duke transfer, to try to eat up blocks and play a lot of valuable snaps. Uh, This is where they're at as a defensive line, and they're hanging in there and making plays. I think the pass rush impacted uh, Maryland quarterback Talia Tungavailoa in this one. Uh, Red zone defense was another theme. Uh, Maryland ended up having more first downs in this game than Penn State with 29 of them. 17 of them came through the air. Uh, Maryland wasn't... Well, they, they were pretty quick to, to to move away from their running game in this one. They finished with 27 carries for 48 yards, just 1.8 yards per carry. So that was an element where Penn State stepped up to the plate. I don't think you could ever take that for granted. Maryland's not a powerhouse run team. Uh, when it comes down to it, they're going to ride Tunga Viola's right arm as long as they possibly can. But for Penn State to be able to make them one-dimensional, really worked out in their favor. And I think that was something that Brent Pry would have loved to establish going into this game. And they executed and managed to get that done. Maryland had attempted 58 passes in this game, uh, 41 out of 58. Threw for 371 uh, and a touchdown. Also a key interception late by Jair Brown. We'll talk about him in a little bit. An 87-yard uh, pick six to put this game on ice for Penn State. I think one of the things that Penn State did extremely well in this game was limiting the damage. Understanding that Loa has some craftiness to him, is smart in the pocket, he's elusive, he can make some sort of acrobatic throws when, when he's on the run, he, he's pretty smart under pressure. So you're not going to contain that for 60 minutes. But what you can do is limit the damage whenever those plays happen. So what Penn State did, as they've done all season long, was wrap up when Maryland wide receivers caught the ball and make sure that nobody was getting behind you and that when somebody did make a a play on a ball, they weren't getting much after the catch. So to hold this group to 6.4 yards per pass attempt, I thought was a big deal. Nine Nine yards per completion. They didn't allow... The big plays that were so rampant when Maryland beat them at home 35-19 last season. So now Penn State goes on the road. They uh, they avenged that loss. They play much better. But this defense, just in a much better position now than they were at the same time last year. They're communicating better. They've got more athleticism, speed, and length, I believe. Their defensive backfield is in much better position than it was before. The pass rush is, is getting home more often than not uh, for this 2021 team, but they didn't allow those leaks to happen. That that sprung Raheem Jarrett for 42 yards and 62 yards early touchdown passes that set the tone. Maryland was blowing out Penn State last year early. Uh, this one was ne- it was never uh, in doubt until late. You know Maryland hung around and hung around and hung around. Penn State's offense slow out of the gates and and didn't get much going outside of Jahan Dotson, which allowed that the game to kind of stay close th- through the end but uh Penn State I think you leave that game knowing and believing that Penn State is a better football team and they got they got the outcome that they that they won thirty one 14 point spread coming in was ten and a half points. Penn State kind of backed into it they're they're up twenty four 14 in the final three minutes and tonguengavaloa throws an interception deep. In Penn State territory, Jair Brown makes the pick, runs it back. There were a couple other plays previously that one was called back because of penalty. Another one was ruled not, um, not a turnover. But Penn State was knocking on the door in this game of really blowing it open with takeaways. Just weren't fortunate with, uh, with how, they, how the ball bounced for them previously. Uh, Maryland, 419 total yards, averaged 4.9 yards per play. Penn State got two takeaways in this game, which were important. Um, Just really just uh, won the battle in the red zone is what it comes down to. As I mentioned, Maryland's offense, they're good enough and they have enough talent, especially at the quarterback position, that they're going to get yards. They're going to move between the 20s. Penn State, as they've done all season long, buckled down in the red zone. Maryland ended up two out of five. And red zone conversions, they were four out of five on or four out of 15 rather <clears throat> on third on third down. So when there were opportunities to get off the field, this Penn State offense got off the field and won that won that third down battle by a significant margin. Uh, good performance. Maryland also won for two on fourth down. Welcome to Curaleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Uh, looking a little bit closer at some of the individual performances in this game, Brandon Smith continues to come of age at that weak side linebacker spot. You've seen him for, for two seasons prior to this one as a player who sh- who pops on film. Big hit here, jar a ball loose, sack, whatever the case might be. He found a way to get his name uh, called on, on film. But what we've seen from him this year is continued progression and being a more consistent force. And he is one of, I think, probably about five guys on this Penn State offense who I would call quote-unquote everywhere players. They just have a way of diagnosing and being all over the field. And Brandon Smith was that way in this game. Tied for the team high with nine tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, so he's making plays behind the line of scrimmage. He was also credited with two pass breakups in this game, which were also a team high. This is a guy, remember, who's about six foot four, 240 pounds, huge wingspan, runs well, plays downhill, is physical. He's starting to get it when it comes to the linebacker position, which was the last missing piece of the puzzle for him to turn all that five star talent, which he was coming out of high school uh, in Virginia, into five star results on the field. And I think, in particular, the last four or five weeks for Brandon Smith, you've seen him take that step, a big step towards stardom. And what you're looking at now is um, as a junior draft eligible, and he's starting to get a little bit of heat. I think he was put in the top 30 prospects or so by ESPN draft analyst Mel Kuiper jr. So people are taking notice of his physical talent. And I think the film is starting to support the decision. If he makes it to make an early jump to the NFL. Safeties, Jair Brown and Jaquan Brisker two smart, athletic, Fast, versatile guys who I think have been maybe bigger keys to this Penn State defense than we might have admitted before. Uh, In this one, Jair Brown, the nine tackles, he also had uh, a fumble recovery, and he returned that 87-yard pick six for a touchdown to seal the game for Penn State. Um, Not overshadowed by any means by Jaquan Brisker. These are both Lackawanna college guys who transferred to Penn State who have both performed at an extremely high level. Jaquan Brisker in this one, seven total tackles, one tackle for loss. You know, I think his role was even more valuable off the stat sheet than it was on the stat sheet. And one thing that seems to be common among these guys, both Brisker and Brown, is that late in games, when games are close, when a play needs to be made, they are not afraid to make the make the play. They are not afraid to have their number called. They are mixing it up. They're at the right place at the right time. And I think it's beyond coincidence. Penn State just has a couple smart athletic safeties who are two of the biggest competitors on Penn State's roster. And it shows up in the stat sheet. Ellis Brooks, another complete game for him from that middle linebacker position. He's another guy uh, probably wouldn't have uh, forecasted a a high pick in the NFL draft for him before the season began, but I think he's helped himself a lot. He's moved extremely well. He has uh, made plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's the communicator in the middle of this Penn State defense. He supports in the run game. He supports in the pass game. Um, seven tackles and and half a tackle for loss in this game. Just kind of his usual work. Uh, Curtis Jacobs, you know, he he's another player. So, you know, talking about Brandon Smith emerging in that linebacker core. Curtis Jacobs continues to do the same thing. He had five tackles in this game. Um, Derek Tangelo had a sack. Arnold Epicady had a sack, which has become common. These defensive backs, I think they've, they had some issues here and there. Joey Porter Jr. Um, had, you know, maybe not his best game in a Penn state uniform, uh, a couple penalties in this one. They just had to scratch and claw and, and try to keep these Maryland wide receivers in front of them, which they were successful in doing so. The pass rush probably was a little bit more impactful than it shows up in the box score. They were credited with two sacks overall, six tackles for loss in this game, so a good chunk of negative yardage plays for the, for the Penn State defense, which when you're playing without Jesse Lucchetta, I thought that was a significant thing. This Penn State defense continues to play at an extremely high level, and whatever they're being asked to do, uh, the guys are, are filling in. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're doing the next man up uh, thing. Uh, without p j Mustafer in the inside of this defense, it looked like you could pretty much write them off coming off of Illinois, but they've bounced back in a big way and they'll they'll need to continue doing that uh, this week coming up against Michigan. Maryland wasn't all that interested in establishing the run game when Penn State made it difficult early Michigan will be looking to establish that run game, and they will be looking to do that for 60 full minutes, not entirely unlike what Illinois did. So it's a brand-new challenge where they're going to be challenged to, to step up and run support. These safeties, I think, will play a key role. You're going to have to hold your own at the point of attack in that defensive tackle rotation, so maybe a couple more games worth of experience for guys like Keziah Izzard and Devon Ellis uh, can help them uh, kind of establish that in the middle of Penn State's defense. But this is a group, once again, in the red zone. And when it matters the most, they will do a little bit of bending. They continue to not break. And I think that just happens to be part of the personality of this Penn State defense. There's no no good fortune. There's no good luck. When it comes to when the field condenses, when it gets smaller, when the pressure is on, uh, Penn State has the size, speed, and length. And I also think this is this is a group that is competitive and hungry to not allow points to happen. And when it you know, I think the difference in this game, they out-executed Maryland in these situations when when it was third down, when it was in the red zone, they just executed better, which that's what the score sheet said was gonna happen coming in. Penn State very, very good in the red zone on defense. Maryland not so good, even though they're capable of putting yards up. Tunga Vailoa, I believe, came in as the number 11 passer in the country in terms of yardage, but uh, didn't allow too much to happen inside that red zone. They're going to need all those abilities this weekend against against Michigan. They do go into it as a one-point favorite, which is a mild surprise on their home field. It's a noon kickoff uh, coming up this weekend. Michigan's going to test this Penn State defense on the ground. Uh, Penn State will go into it having snapped a three-game losing streak and continuing to do all the things that got them to this point, even though the personnel has shifted around a little bit. No P.J. Musfer and no Jesse Lucetta. and they still found a way to get the job done, especially in the red zone. So we'll see what happens. Penn State now 6-3 overall, 3-3 in the Big Ten. Got some big games coming up. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, and Rutgers left on the schedule. A possibility there now to try and make a a run at 9-3. Michigan State... Sore to number three in the college football playoff rankings. They'll come up in a couple weeks having lost their first game of the year to Purdue who also beat Iowa when Iowa was ranked number two. So you've got a little bit of carnage in the Big Ten West and you've got Michigan and Michigan State. They both have losses now. Michigan uh, was beaten by Michigan State two weeks ago. So the schedule doesn't look as daunting as it did before, but you're going to have to continue executing and you're going to have to have the next man up play a big role for this Penn State defense if they're not at full health uh, this weekend or in the weeks to come. So Penn State 6-3, 3-3 and three, three and three, coming off the 31-14 win over Maryland. Another good showing by this Penn State defense. Didn't look uh, overly impressive on the stat sheet, but did what they had to do to win, which they've done all season long. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith for the Blue-White Breakdown, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.